Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? I am so glad everyone's here. And if we haven't met yet, I'm Kelly Howard. I am known as the fitness consistency expert with a touch of adventure. And today I have a very, very special interview that actually has come about partially because of my touch of adventure. So I'll tell you about that in just a second, but I have a special interview for you today and I can't wait to introduce you to our guest. Hey there, Kelly here, and thank you so much for joining us today. I am honored to have you here. If you're looking for tips, habit shifts, and shortcuts to fitness consistency and the freedom that feeling great brings, you're in the right place. As the fitness consistency coach with a touch of adventure, I've been helping smart, busy women embrace fitness and long-term freedom for over 20 years. I am so glad you're here. everybody. Thank you all so much for being here today. I have a very special guest and he is inadvertently, he doesn't even know this, but he helped me recover from some physical challenges I had last year. And so I'm super excited to have Dr. Robert Wolf on today with us. Let me go ahead. I want to read Robert, Dr. Wolf's uh, bio for you so that you get a feeling of what's behind this gentleman, because I didn't know everything that was going on until I actually started doing a little research. So Dr. Robert Wolf went to college at UC Berkeley. He was a three-sport varsity athlete playing basketball, track, and golf. And after college, Dr. Wolf went back to school for his PhD, which led to a career in clinical research. The focus of Dr. Wolf's research is on the regulation of muscle metabolism, particularly as it's affected by aging and stressors. And that's what I was looking at, right? Such as injury, sepsis, and cancer. His research has been performed largely in human patients and normal volunteers. Dr. Wolf has developed models using stable isotopes to qualify a variety of metabolic processes in human subjects, including the oxidation and production of fatty acids, various aspects of carbohydrate metabolism, and the rates of muscle protein synthesis breakdown and the transport of amino acids between blood and muscle tissue. And that's where I found him. So Dr. Wolf serves as a faculty member at the Harvard Medical School for nine years and is currently the director of the Center for Translational Research in Aging and, on, and Longevity at Reynolds Institute on Aging in Little Rock, Arkansas, even though today we're talking from uh, with him from New Zealand. He has published over 500 peer-reviewed research articles, three books, and holds many active patents. Dr. Wolf is co-founder of The Amino Company, which is formed to bring his patented amino acid formulas developed over 40 years of clinical research to the public. Okay, that was a long bio, but so worth it. Dr. Wolf, thank you so much for being here today. We're really excited. Yeah. So if you'd like, I'll just tell you how I found you. Um, I went through last year, so that would be 2022, I ended up having to have two small surgeries for skin cancer and followed up by a broken arm. So it was like six months of pretty much Kelly was completely taken out, right? I was doing very little and I was worried about muscle loss. It's, you know, it's, I'm at that age when muscle loss happens. And that's how I found the amino company. And so from there, I started taking first heel 
and then some of your other products. And so tell us, like, I'm just going to stop because I'm yakking away and you're the expert here. But, oh, I have to say one other thing. I kind of geek out over NASA. And I noticed that a lot of your um, mm, formulas, let me put it that way, had been, uh, were in fact somehow associated with NASA. So tell me this. Tell us about what kind of research you're doing with aging, muscle loss, all of this stuff. Give us some good stuff here because I am just going to keep talking and you're the star. Okay. Let me just give a little introduction to the sort of nutritional physiology because I'll be referring to it over and over. And, and I think a lot of your audience will be familiar with this, but for those who aren't, I think it'll make it easier to uh, sort of understand everything that follows. The human body has over 3,000 proteins. That's our major components of the body. And these are all unique, uh, specific uh, molecules that have uh, uh, as a base 21 different amino acids that are comprised, that comprise these various proteins. And these proteins are in a constant state of being broken down and reproduced in the body. It's called protein turnover. And this protein turnover is how we get rid of the older proteins that are broken down and not so effective and replace them with newer, more effective proteins so that a high rate of protein turnover is a desirable nutritional goal. The components of, this pro of these proteins in the body are amino acids. And there are 21 amino acids that can be incorporated into or required for the reduction of muscle protein or any protein in the body. Out of these... 21 protein amino acids that go into protein, nine are called essential amino acids. And this has been something that has been discovered in the early 1900s and followed up for many, many years. And in fact, uh, to the point where it's recognized by the National Academy of Sciences in the US, as well as the World Health Organization, that there's specific dietary requirements for these essential amino acids because they have to be present in the body to be incorporated into the protein, but they aren't made in the body, so they have to be obtained through the diet. And that's why we call them essential amino acids. And so the main point I wanna make with regard to that is all the discussion we'll have with regard to the amino products and so forth are predicated on these essential amino acids that are really the only dietary macronutrients that are required. We, we need to drink water, which is required, of course, we need essential amino acids, but we can do without any dietary fat. We can do without any dietary carbohydrate, but these essential amino acids are required for life. So the main point is that we're working within the context of physiologically requirements for the body. They're not, we're not talking about dried seaweed or other kind of things that may have some magical uh, effectiveness. These are required nutrients. The only thing that... Uh, we're really going to talk about is how to optimize the dietary intake of the essential amino acids so that they result in the optimal protein nutrition in the body. So that's kind of the background of, of uh, where we start. And I think that uh, as long as you brought up the NASA projects, I think, uh, you know, it's a good place to start because that was actually the initial patent that I developed and, and approach. And the problem with spaceflight is that in the absence of any sort of gravitational force, that the muscle atrophy is quite rapid. And this uh, 
is so rapid. For example, that uh, it was when the first uh, Russian astronaut was uh, in space for a year that he was barely able to land the uh, return vessel, and they had to carry him off the uh, really? off the uh, uh, capsule because he was so depleted in the muscle, even after having done exercise every day. Uh, while doing this, that he was so depleted in muscle mass that he couldn't function. And, and for that reason, NASA was limiting any sort of space uh, exposure in the space station to no more than a couple of weeks at a time. And in fact, the whole goal of uh, going to Mars as a uh, goal of NASA has been shelved because of the fact that muscle that, that it's been calculated that the muscle loss would be so sufficient, so mag so large they wouldn't be able to actually uh, operate the equipment necessary to return. So that uh, so it's a model where they're very concerned about loss of muscle mass, but every single gram that goes onto uh, a, a rocket that's going to the space station has to have uh, a, an exact purpose because every every bit of extra weight is a big problem and, and they have no extra space either. So the idea was to come up with a formulation or some sort of nutritional way to provide the essential amino acids without, uh, without a lot of weight and without a lot of space requirements. And so that's where I first came up with the idea of the fact that since the non-essential amino acids really aren't uh, required because they can be produced in the body, that if we made a supplement specifically of just the essential amino acids, that we could do two things. One, we could lighten the load, so to speak, so we get a greater bang for the buck, but also we could formulate these amino acids to optimize the effect on muscle protein, because keep in mind the essential amino acids are necessary for all the proteins in the body, but, uh, and they're all different compositions, but the muscle protein has specific requirements. And so that I developed a, 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 an approach, which along with my colleagues that, uh, uh, and tested an approach which provides the essential amino acids in a very compact form and the optimal formulation needed for uh, maintaining muscle mass and strength in, in spaceflight. And, and the initial studies that we did to uh, validate this was uh, total bed rest, enforced bed rest for 30 days. And this enforced bed rest for 30 days is a model that NASA has used for years to simulate the cardiovascular and metabolic effects of spaceflight. And we found that with the normal dietary approach used in spaceflight, that these individuals in, in complete bed rest uh, were losing uh, several kilograms of muscle mass and uh, having a, a considerable uh, loss of muscle strength going along with that. And those that were given the amino acid supplement had virtually complete uh, attenuation of that loss of muscle so that they maintain wow. their muscle mass and muscle strength. So that was both important for NASA, but also really opened my eyes to the fact that, that there are probably other circumstances that this kind of approach would be helpful for and, and specifically targeted older individuals. And, and the next study we did was uh, in older individuals over 60 years old healthy, but uh, not really involved in any organized exercise program and, and, uh, uh, and not following any particular type of diet and gave them dietary supplements for 12 weeks and found that we had a, sig a significant increase in several different physical parameters. And this was a blinded study. So we didn't know who was getting what until after the study was over. 
But those getting the essential amino acid supplements improved both muscle strength, muscle mass, and their ability to walk a certain distance in a given amount of time and other sort of physical tests. Wow. Whereas there was no real change at all in those that were not getting anything. And particularly impressive to me was the fact that uh, the men in the study averaged about a 15% improvement and the women were almost a 50% improvement. Oh my goodness, 55 so, Yes, 50%. And so I think that, you know, that that really has led me to uh, exploring a lot of different aspects of why women uh, benefit, seem to benefit to a greater extent from essential amino acid supplementation than men do. And, you know, I think maybe that would be something we might want to talk about today. I would love to talk about that because, I mean, most of the people uh, who listen are women. So Yeah, and I think that women are are very... uh, attuned to nutritional factors, but maybe not all of the research that uh, has gone into uh, why the essential amino acids are so important in, in, uh, in, in health. But I think, you know, you've said an interesting thing about your own experience, which uh, I think is not really common among a lot of women. And that is that you uh, we're concerned that you're losing your muscle mass and you're concerned that that was happening with aging and they accelerated with your surgeries because a lot of people, particularly women, are not that concerned about their muscle as they get older. I can remember futilely trying to get my mother to, uh, uh, to take amino acids and her, her, she was in her 90s when the product first became available and her response was, well, I just get up and play bridge all day. So, you know, what do I need muscles for? And, <laughs> what do I need muscle for? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Sorry. Yeah. So that was a challenge on, to my, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she wasn't the type to just take my word for it. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter that, what kind of things you have and letters you have behind your name. No, right? no. Yeah. And, and that really opened my eyes because she was certainly an educated person, but, but to her mind and to a lot of people, muscle equates just physical performance. And if we're doing enough to just get around, uh, you know, that's sufficient. But, but what I think that, that we really have to appreciate as you get older and, and I'm just uh, recovering from a hip replacement. So I can kind of relate to what you're saying that you lose muscle mass and muscle function as you get older. Uh, that's inevitable. But what's also inevitable almost as you get older is you're going to have some problem, whether it be the surgeries you had or the hip replacement or something else that really knocks you back. And that accelerates the rate you lose the muscle. So as far as the physical function aspect, it really is important because if you gradually lose your muscle mass and strength, you may not really notice it because you're not doing, you're not running races or something where your performance is really gauged. But then you have this, uh, sort of mini calamity where you lose muscle mass and strength at a rapid rate for a couple of months. And oftentimes that'll put you over the threshold to where now just the activities of daily living become a real struggle. And it's not just physical, but uh, psychological that you've lost so much strength. It's like, oh, you know, what's the use? I just can't even go out to get the uh, mail. And and, and this is a real challenge. And this is the challenge that I have uh, really tried to address through my research is how we can uh, enable older people to maintain a sufficient amount of muscle so that when they have a setback that they're able not just to get back uh, because of what they've taken, but because of the fact 
that they've maintained their muscle mass and function well enough before the problem that they've got a little wiggle room that they can still lose some and get back to where they were and, and not miss a beat as far as their physical state. And, yeah. uh, and in, in this, you mentioned 60 as kind of a, a benchmark age, but this probably even starts earlier, 50. Well, we and- use 60, and you know, it's an interesting sort of progression because in that study, we use 60 as a as sort of including women that were past menopause. Uh, now, since that time, and in the last, we just published a paper recently over the past uh, year or two, we've really turned our focus to the effects of menopause on uh, protein metabolism and shown, found that that it really is a, that, that the changing hormonal environment as you go through menopause makes it much harder to maintain your muscle mass for the same amount of dietary protein intake and exercise. And I think that most women will... Uh, you know, there are a lot of things that I can say that people might debate, but the fact that you lose some muscle and put on fat after menopause is something nobody's going to challenge me on. It's, right. it's just what happens. Yeah. And, and that, that is partly related to the, to the hormonal changes that occur. And it's partly due to the fact that, and maybe related to that, you have a lot of changes that occur in your dietary patterns as well in general. And this has become uh really appreciated over the past 15 or 20 years that older women have a change in taste preferences that gets more and more pronounced as they get older favoring more and more sweets and less and less uh protein food sources like meat in particular i didn't know uh yeah it's uh the the uh in Europe, a big study has just been completed, several years study in which they documented the protein food sources of uh, women as they got older. And uh, the in Europe, the predominant protein food source is uh, for women over 65 is bread. And meat bread? is, uh, yeah, and meat falls way down. And that we just have completed an analysis of uh, what's called the NHANES data where they've kept data on nurses for, many, many years, and it's over 50,000 subjects. And now a lot of these women are older and that almost 50% are fail, over 60 years old are failing to reach their minimum requirements of essential amino acids. And there are a lot of things working against women in doing this and men as well, but, but men have much less problem because they don't have this sudden kind of change in hormonal environment that makes it much more difficult to maintain muscle. Uh, we're inundated by sort of negativity about eating high protein, uh, high quality protein food sources, particularly meat, you know, from the environmental factors to the uh, perceived health risks and, and, and difficulty in chewing expense. I mean, there's just a whole reason why, whole, whole list of reasons why the intake of dietary uh, protein in the form of meat is going down. The problem is it's very difficult to us uh, to take up enough plant-based protein to meet those essential amino acid requirements that have been lost because you're not eating as much meat as you used to. And that's one of the major reasons why such a high percentage of uh, women may not consider themselves vegetarian, but they're cutting down on meat uh, protein food sources and eating more uh, protein food sources that don't have the same amount of essential amino acids, either the amount as well as the profile relative to the requirements, so that they're actually ending up uh, deficient in the essential amino acids. And as a result, 
that accelerates muscle loss because the muscle is broken down to provide the necessary essential amino acids for tissues like the brain and the heart and the skin that you just can't do without. As those proteins are broken down in those tissues, you've got to replace them with newly produced skin or newly produced heart protein or else you're going to die. And the only reservoir for those amino acids, if you're not eating enough, is coming from muscle breakdown. And so that's one of the main things that's causing your muscle breakdown to accelerate is you're not eating enough dietary protein and uh, enough high quality dietary protein. And so that's one of the major aspects of uh, the EAA supplements is based just simply on evening out the uh, dietary intake. So you're getting sufficient amount that you're meeting the uh, dietary requirements as the uh, WHO and the National Academy of Science have, have, have through collating tons of research on this, promulgated that these are the requirements you need and, and so many are not reaching them. So that's one of the aspects that we have focused on with these supplements of just uh, rounding out your diet so that you, know, you don't have to worry about how much protein you're eating at every meal or what kind of uh, amino acid uh, profile is, uh, does this protein have versus that protein? Because if you take the amino acid supplements with the essentials in abundance, that all kind of smooths out. So we've taken care of the basic requirements for essential amino acids. Hey there, Kelly here. And I just wanted to cut in on this podcast very quickly and tell you about my personal experience with this product. Because when I have people on the, pro on the podcast, I want to make sure that you know that I've used their product and how I feel about it. Like I'm not just promoting things that I don't use. I don't believe in that. And I use these products. The one that I use the most is a product called Life. And that is because I know that we naturally lose muscle mass and strength as we age. And our heart health is a very, very big deal. I lost my mother to a heart attack and I want to be able to maintain my health, my healthy heart and my healthy muscles for as long as I possibly can. So I use the product Life and a couple of their other products too. But what they've shown with this product is that it is three times more powerful at stimulating muscle growth and repair than a regular protein source. And also it helps with cardiovascular health in a lot of different ways. I'm not a scientist or a doctor, so I'm not gonna sit here and try and give you the science. You can simply go over to the show notes and while you're there, you can get a 30% discount because that's something very cool they've done. But in the show notes, I'm going to link to all of the science that they've used. Uh, the fact that they're using science that was backed by NASA, which of course always geeks me out. And if you use their link, which is amino, A-M-I-N-O-C-O.com forward slash freedom like fit is freedom. So once again, that's amino, A-M-I-N-O-C-O.com forward slash forward slash freedom. And you will get 30% discount on any products that you try. And I'd love to hear what you think and give them a try. If you do this, give them a try and let me know because I know that I've really, really appreciated these products. So thank you so much for listening. And let's go back to the episode now.
Okay. So let me ask you two questions to that then. One of them is, is if somebody has been like, first, I had no idea that, that menopause is actually, you know, causing that hormonal loss in people wanting to eat meat, even though I notice that it happens to people, right? So that that's fascinating to me. But the real piece that I wonder is that with the aminos, like with the amino supplements that you've created, if somebody starts right now, let's say they've they have muscle loss, let's say they've, you know, they're they're noticing it, can they actually get their muscle back and get it back faster by taking these supplements now? Well, it's a tough question. Uh because it's a challenge. The reason you're losing weight as you get older is because the whole set point of the muscle is now geared more towards uh, uh, breaking down the protein and a given amount of protein intake will not give you the same result. This is why the second aspect of these amino acid formulations is so important. We published a study which showed that, that when young healthy people that the essential amino acid profile of a, is the same as a, a high quality protein give you a certain amount of stimulation of new muscle protein. That same exact mixture given in someone over 65 results in half of the amount of protein being produced in muscle. Wow. So it's so that we spent a lot of time researching the optimal formulation to uh, overcome this, what's called uh, 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 protein resistance by uh, having a uh, uh, formulation which actually will be just as effective in an older person as a different formulation is in a younger person. The requirements for the specific amino acids actually change as you get older. And that's where we can have the flexibility in our different formulations. Some people ask, why do you have these different formulations? Well, they're that the, the specific circumstance calls for a particular blend of amino acids. And that takes us above and beyond just eating more dietary protein because we can't control the amino acid profile in a piece of beef, but okay. we can, but we can right. control the profile in these uh, targeted formulations. So, so if you want to build muscle and you're an older person, then you, we, the, the formulation called life was specifically targeting the uh, maintenance or stimulation of uh, muscle protein production in older people. The heel accounts for the fact that when you've had a had a catabolic event or a breakdown of protein caused by some real stress, that really puts you in a different sort of category than with the uh, uh, just healthy aging, and that's where the heel is more important. And, and just as a parallel to the heel, uh, to the NASA story with uh, developing the amino acid mixture, the heel product was developed uh, in in uh, conjunction with the uh, U.S. Army uh, Ranger training, where they undergo tremendous stress and uh, uh, days of training with no food or uh, little food and uh, and no sleep and uh, losing tremendous amounts of muscle, even in young healthy uh, soldiers. Uh, and that that puts you in a different category than just healthy aging. And that, and that the heel turns out that it really helps you recover when you've really been in a very stressed state, which is, uh, uh, you know, the response to surgery. And, and I think the way you did it exactly 
corresponds to, to what the normal pro, profile would be. You take the heel to get over the hump of recovery. And then once you're pretty well back in place, then you get back on the other more balanced uh, amino acid formulation to maintain good health and fitness. Nice. Okay. That makes total sense. And so since you're talking about this and um, I haven't explained to everybody about the products, would you talk briefly about the different products? Like you just talked about how life would work. So if somebody is my age, I'm 62 now. So somebody's 50s, 60s, and they want to work on maintaining their muscle, maybe building it, they'd be looking at the product called Life if they're going through maybe a surgery or a, or a stressor, that's when they would use heel. How, tell us a little bit about that because I don't think anyone on um, that's listening right now has yet seen the products and I really want to talk about them because I think they're amazing, quite frankly. They, um, the premise of the products and, and, and they're all supported by patents documenting the difference between the products is that they all contain the same essential amino acids, but that different physical circumstances dictates a different formulation for an optimal outcome. So that the life, for example, is a, uh, what I would call a general stimulant of muscle protein growth. Uh, it's particularly helpful for older people, and that's where it's really targeted for older people that are not exercising. Uh, if you're actually exercising, then uh, it's a little different profile. And that is that we want to have something before exercise in order to kind of rev the system up and so that you can uh, actually build new muscle as you're exercising and that you have enthusiasm for, for doing the workout, which is usually the right. hardest part. <laughs> and so the product called uh, Perform is designed both to promote uh, the uh, maintenance of muscle during the exercise, but also it's a, it shows a, a good example of how these various functions can be promoted by different formulations. Because the thing that makes us tired, feel tired in a workout, is the balance between the neurotransmitters of dopamine and serotonin. Uh, a lot of us are pretty familiar with the idea of serotonin and that tryptophan is the precursor of serotonin and it's in turkey and other kind of proteins that will make you sleepy. And that's kind of an oversimplification. But the point is that, that, ser that serotonin is the neurotransmitter that induces, makes you feel tired and feel sleepy. And that's countered by dopamine, which is the excitatory uh, neurotransmitter. And both dopamine and the serotonin are products of essential amino acids so that we can, through the profile in the PERFORM, we're actually modulating the ratio of the dopamine to the serotonin so that you, you have an alert response, very similar to what you get if you take a big dose of coffee, but without the, the uh, potential sort of adverse effects that hit you halfway through the workout with coffee and, and sugar that you can get with an energy drink. We're stimulating attention and focus more physiologically by just enhancing the production of the neurotransmitters. So that's kind of a pre-exercise drink. And then after exercise, the heel, where you now, when you do exercise, you're actually damaging your muscle tissue. And the improvement comes in the regrowth and the re-stimulation of, uh, of the muscle protein. And that's 
most rapidly induced by the heel product, which is good for post-surgery, but it's also good for post-exercise. Any circumstance where there's been a stress to the muscle, that's what the heel has been designed for. And the fourth product we have is called, is, uh, called Cleanse, which is a liver product, which is, uh, again, a kind of a completely different tack, but it shows the uh, diversity of physiological responses that these basic nutritional components can have just by changing the ratios. Because they, one of the major uh, problems we have in American nutritional society now is that fat gets deposited in the liver. And this can occur from drinking too much alcohol, it can occur from obesity and from other circumstances as well. Again, we've discovered that this process is very sensitive to the uh, a balance of essential amino acids. And the, by taking our uh, cleanse product, we can clear the liver of excess fat without even losing weight, going on a diet or stopping drinking. Not that we wouldn't advocate those things, but <laughs> most people don't do it. So obviously the problem with uh, caused by too much alcohol is to drink less, but that doesn't usually translate. So, uh, you know, this is a product which is designed very much for liver health and the enzymes that in our that the physicians use as indicators of liver health are all improved with our formulation and most importantly the liver fat is reduced which is a key uh preliminary step in the development of <clears throat> diabetes and that's where the uh, importance of that beverage is that if you're in a circumstance where you're sort of in a pre-diabetic state that you can reduce the risk considerably by the appropriate balance of the essential amino acids that will reduce liver fat. So a variety of circumstances, and there's certainly overlap, but I think that uh, we've tried to really go into a lot of uh, information on the webpage in order to explain the, the, the rationale and the data supporting each of these different formulations. Yeah, I mean, and that's so, to me, it's so fascinating. There is one question that I know people are thinking right now, and it's, well, if I'm taking like protein supplements, you know, vegetarian protein supplements or whatever it is, pea protein, am I getting those essential um, aminos or am I missing out on things or should I be doing like both the amino supplements that you created and the, the protein or is it a either or? Yeah, no, I think that one of the, the uh, uh, central premises of my uh, approach is that eating high quality dietary protein, including protein supplements, is always going to be advantageous. The uh, effect of the essential amino acids is above and beyond what uh, occurs from dietary protein. And the reason is, is very straightforward, and that is that when we take the Dietary protein, it has to be digested and it comes into the body very slowly over several hours. So that the increase in the, in the concentration of the essential amino acids in the blood eventually is enough to enable a certain amount of protein synthesis, but they never get very high. And it turns out that a lot of the intracellular uh, signals at the molecular level are triggered by a high amino acid level which you never reach with a dietary protein. So that the free amino acids are not digested, they're already digested so that they're immediately absorbed into the body within 20 minutes 
you get almost all complete absorption. So you get a much higher peak of concentration. And this activates all the processes in the muscle and the other tissues that are needed to have a maximal stimulation of, of protein synthesis. So what you do is really, you're kind of kickstarting the effect of your dietary protein by adding the uh, uh, dietary supplement because now you've not only got the supply of the total amount of amino acids that you need, but you also have the concentration increase necessary to really activate the whole metabolic process. And in fact, uh, the reason it's such a great question is, I think people are led astray by the fact that the answer to your question, if we rely strictly on the requirements for essential amino acids, is that if you eat a, a good diet and have a protein supplements, then you will be meeting your, your mineral requirements. And that those mineral requirements are vastly greater than how much amino acids we're giving in these, these uh, supplements that are really uh, triggers to optimize the dietary amino acids that we're eating. So that you might be eating in the range of 40 grams a day of essential amino acids where an effective dose of the essential amino acid supplement may be as small as three or four grams. And the reason, and so that it's not just we're providing the bulk, but that we're manipulating the metabolic molecular activity of the different tissues to take better advantage of the dietary protein that comes with a good diet. Absolutely. So you need both in the end. You need both. Yeah. You do. You need yeah. both. And Optimally, if you can toss in some exercise in there, that really is well, the, uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> the, there is a limit. To, I mean, that's one thing that, that, you know, we do a lot of the studies without exercise because that's what most people do. But, but at the same time, it has to always be recognized that all of this is much more effective if you do it with exercise and that, that the aminos will amplify the exercise effect considerably so that, uh, uh, I think that the two things combined are really essential to add on to a good, healthy diet. Yeah. And, and luckily, the people that are listening, they, they understand exercise is essential. Um, and that's why I thought, you know, if we could bring on the essential aminos also, what, you know, it makes such a huge difference in life, right? And the life that we live. It really does. I mean, it, it, the thing that's interesting, and, and part of it's related to the neurotransmitters, but part of it is just a, a, a physical a well-being that what we hear over and over and over, and, and there was not something that I expected. I expected initially that you'd get start to feel the effects within a month or two, because muscle the breakdown of old muscle protein and synthesis of new is a slow process. And it may be 1% a day, or maybe as fast as 2% per day. But so, you know, taking that into account, it seemed like it would take at least a month before you started feeling much effects. And yet people report consistently report feeling uh, effects within the first few days of taking the supplement. And uh, wow. uh, a lot of that has to do with their optimizing the neurotransmitter balance in the brain. But it also has to do with the fact that there's a modest, there's a certain degree of an anti-inflammatory effect of the amino acids and just that you're healthy, you're, you're normalizing your diet to an optimal metabolic state. And that seems to have a direct feedback to your sense of well-being. And that's something that uh, 
uh, I've always been reluctant to say, well, you'll feel an effect right away because if somebody takes one dose and doesn't feel something, they say, well, you know, give it up. But but the fact is that uh, that's what people report is that, uh, that within a few days you start feeling the effects, which is really exciting to me. Oh, it's it, to me, it's amazingly exciting. And I'm so, um, so grateful in a lot of ways that that someone like you has gone ahead and and looked at this and going back all the way to the beginning of our conversation, you know, when you're talking about the Russian cosmonaut having to be carried off. And we don't a lot of times we don't actually put all of that together. But I think that people are starting to put it together more and more because the difference in our lives and the quality of our lives um, is dependent upon our health, our muscles, our brain, our cardio. And this actually helps with um, heart too, correct? Yes, yeah. yes, it does. Yeah, they, the study that I described with the older men and women actually were all, all had uh, heart failure. And, uh, and we just published another study with 92 patients with heart failure and showing a, a highly significant improvement in, in physical function. And yeah, I can tell you, if, you know, everybody has their own story and it has to kind of happen to you to realize that. But, you know, having this bad hip and then the hip replacement uh, really brought into perspective to me that, you know, if, if you let these things go and uh, uh, your muscle deteriorates or you really have to cut down your activity, your quality of life really de- De- decreases and you know one of the things that I've learned since really focusing on uh, moving to the aging institute and really focusing on the uh, the role of nutrition in older individuals is that quality of life is really what we're shooting for uh, you know we don't it's impossible to know if these changes that we're we're inducing with amino acids are going to make us live longer but we do know that it will improve the quality of life and that's really what our target is yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's kind of a, a silly thing to say, but it's true. I mean, I tell people, we're going to all live a long time. I mean, medical science is most likely going to keep us well or keep us alive. alive. It's up to us to have a really well-lived life. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's, that's certainly the uh, uh, approach that I would take as well. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for everything. And um, I will definitely, I'm going to go on um, and talk a little bit more about the products afterwards. But in the meanwhile, is there anything that you would like to say, anything that we missed that we should go over before we wrap up your time? Because I realize that your time is very important. Well, I I think I just underscore uh, the answer to your question about if you take uh, protein supplements or a good healthy diet is this extra. And I think that the, the main message that I'd like to leave and, and, and that we have so much data to support is that the components of the diet uh, that are important are not only good, healthy, uh, high quality protein intake, but that the amino acids supplement that to optimize the effectiveness of a good, healthy diet. And uh, that that just taking dietary protein alone will never reach the same effectiveness as adding on the free essential amino acids to a good, healthy diet. And I can say that I have actually seen the difference physically. So, yes. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. That's good. And thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Um, And 
Well, I'm glad to have the chance to talk. This is a, a demographic that's not, that I haven't really addressed so much, and, and it's very much the target of a lot, most of the research and certainly the major origin of it. And it's uh, uh, most people that are interested in this want to build muscle, or young guys that want to get bigger muscles. So uh, it's uh, great for people to appreciate as you get older, the muscles are still important. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. The women that listen, they understand that if they want to live that life of, you know, fun and fitness and freedom, they're going to have to have muscle and they're going yeah. to have to feel great. <clears throat> yeah. So thank you again. Okay. Well, it's great to meet you. And thank you. Thank you again so much for listening today. I truly appreciate the opportunity to connect. If you're ready to incorporate fitness consistency into your life, I'd love to help. I have a special gift for you. If it's a struggle to stay consistent with your fitness and you're ready for all the energy, vitality, and feeling great you can have, go to my website, fitisfreedom.com, and on the homepage, you can get a free copy of my Consistency is Key Masterclass, plus a fitness plan you can follow along with, guaranteed to get you started on your path to being fit and free forever.